Hey, mamas. Um, getting canceled. <laughs> I feel like this is something that is just oversaid and doesn't actually happen. And I was really thinking about it the other day that, like, like people who are canceled are like zombies. Like, they don't stay dead. They come back. Like, there is so few people who are canceled that actually, like, lose their, like, careers, whether it be on social media, acting, um, music, things like that. And I really wanted to kind of break it down, like, why that is um, and who some of these people are that just, like, can escape this cancellation and, and why people think that it's, like, still, uh, like, a thing. Because it really isn't. Like, you can't... Basically, what I'm trying to say is you can't get canceled for the most part. And I, I found, like, an exception that I'll talk about, but... Before we get into the meat and the juiciness of this episode, um, a quick word from our sponsors of the episode. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Okay. Let's, let's begin with some some obvious examples. Shane Dawson. <laughs> I I don't want to list like the laundry list of horrific things these people have done. Um, you know, I I think for one it's like kind of common knowledge like if you were walking down the street you'd be like, "Oh, that's a guy that um, you know, did a horrific thing to his cat." Um, you know, <laughs> I think that's kind of seared in everyone's brain. So, uh, I, we're not going to get into all of their war crimes, but Shane Dawson was humongous. I mean, his YouTube videos were getting like 40 million views per video. Um, he, he would, he, he was so good at collabing with people, not really collabing, but his documentary style videos, um, were just humongous. And, you know, he made videos on, uh, Tanamojo. Um, who is the one dude that looks like an actual, like, like a ghoul, like a, like, um, like a, like a monster, like a ghost, but like lives in the middle of Wyoming and has like Th like a hundred million dollars. What is his name? That's actually gonna try me. Oh, Jeffrey Star. Jeffrey Star <laughs> did videos with him. Um, all these things was a, a humongous YouTuber. You really had to be there um, when he was in his prime. And then all this stuff came out. Uh, you know, he dressed as um, black women and like kind of made caricatures of them. Um, like one of the characters he had when he would like. He would put on, um, like, all this, like, really offensive makeup. And the character's name was, like, Shanene. It was horrible. And I specifically remember watching that as a kid. And I think I think I was probably, like, 10 or something. And that, would, that was just, like, seared in my brain as a 10-year-old. And I had no clue that it was, like, offensive because I was so young. And so it's, like, he kind of really did harm with that because there were so many little kids watching his videos and he was very careless with like 
the stereotypes he was perpetuating and just literally being a monster and a menace. And then, of course, his cat thing. So, you know, he did a substantial amount of stuff, I would say. One would say. Um, and it all kind of came to a boiling point. Oh, when was that? Like 2019? Maybe 2020. It might have been in the pandemic. Sorry, y'all. I have to play with my my um my katana sword again. I need like a fidget toy. <laughs> so all of this like finally came out, and it 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 felt like there was no way for him to escape it. So he he was like, "I'm done with the internet. Like I'm gonna leave." And it it truly felt like Shane Dawson was canceled. And for years, that is how it was. You know, um, he wasn't posting anything. He very rarely make appearances in other people's videos. Um, mind you, he was still filthy rich. You know, when we when we say people are canceled, they still have that YouTube money, baby. That that went nowhere. They are living comfortably in their mansion in the Hollywood Hills. Okay, like that goes nowhere. Um, that is one thing that you really can't take away with. Like that cancel culture really can't take away. Unless they get like sued or something or go to jail. That that'll do it. That'll do it. Um However, he's back. Shane Dawson is back. He's making videos. They are getting views. Mind you, they're not the crazy amount of views that he used to be getting, like 40 million. But it's like it's like 10 million. It's it's up there. It's it's very substantial views. And, you know, he did make an apology video, like, way back when, um, but it's, it's, it's just very interesting how he's back making pretty much sim content now, not, like, the offensive content, but just, like, the documentary-style content, um, and most people have forgotten it. If you go into his comment section, you're not gonna find people being like, are we not gonna pretend, like, what he did and like those kind of comments when people get canceled um and listen i am not being an advocate for or against cancel culture i think it's very nuanced and like kind of a person by person basis um i think some people deserve to not have a platform for what they did and like all together and i think some people um deserve to have like some time to think about their actions and maybe you can come back eventually but what I think the main career destroyer is for when people get canceled is not, like, the canceling itself. It's more, like, when people get canceled and they can't, they don't want to post, um, it almost, like, really kind of resets them, I think. So, like, take, for example, Shane Dawson. He didn't post for years, and then he's back posting videos again. And I think for some people... You know, a break can be helpful, honestly. Um, you can, like, gain a lot of, like... You, you just have a lot of time to think about, like, the kind of content you want to make and how to make it better. Um, but I did watch one of Shane Dawson's, like, post-cancellation videos, and, like, they're not as good as, a, as, the, as the originals. Um, they kind of suck now. And that brings us to our second person, James Charles. Um, like I said, we're not going through the list. We're not going through the list of all the things that he did. Um, 
you, you can look it up. You can find all the apology videos. However, I mean, his cancellation has been kind of like sporadic. It's been like little bursts of people being like, oh my God, like you did this thing. And then he'd be like, I'm sorry for doing this thing. And it felt like for a while, it was like every three months or so, like <laughs> we'd be like hearing about him doing something and then having to apologize for it. So it wasn't it wasn't really anything like boiling over like Shane Dawson's was, but his was James Charles's was kind of just like little bursts of like oh oh. <laughs> so, um, however, I I do think it kind of took a toll on his channel. I mean, it definitely did. So I don't want to get like too much into like the numbers and the views of things. But for example, um, James Charles like used to be getting. 10 million views per video, 20 million, like insane numbers. And if you go to his channel, he has videos that don't even have like 500,000 views. So now I think the reason why cancel culture like worked on him in this scenario is kind of for two reasons. For one, well, there's three reasons, I think. Um, for one, I think makeup content is just kind of dead in general. I was talking to a few, like, beauty influencers about this um, just because I'm, like, very interested in it. And they were saying how, like, it's, like, like very dead. Like, you see whole, like, um, makeup TikTokers that, like, literally have to, like, completely make new content now because, like, makeup content is dead. I, and I don't know what it is. Like, I genuinely don't understand why, like, no one's watching it anymore. But that is one reason why. So he kind of had to pivot content because of that. He had to try out new things. Like, he'll go to his channel and it's, like, giving $10,000 to – I can't remember what it was. Um but you, it, it's, it's, I'd say maybe one in six videos is like a makeup video. Um, now, another reason is I think that a lot of his friends, you know, that are very, like, concerned about their, like, image and stuff, all of a sudden when, like, all these, like, when he's, like, kind of known for being, like, problematic, um, they stop working with him and they stop, like, being in his videos and them being in his videos gave him a humongous boost, like, 2021, maybe 2020, no, not 2022, like, 2021 mostly. Like, they would do Christmas videos, Halloween videos, and have, like, Charlie D'Amelio, all, like, the whole Hype House, the whole Sway, but all of them. And those videos were huge, like, humongous. And they would all post videos um, for, like, Christmas and stuff with all of each other and, like, spend days, like, filming these collabs. And they would do so well. But now that all of this stuff has come out, you know, he barely has, like, those original friends in his videos. And that's not to say, like, they're still not friends. Um, you know, I think a lot of them still are very close. But, you know, they don't, they, they're just not public about their friendship, which, that's L.A., baby. That is L.A. Um... <laughs> But anyways, let's move on to our next case study, Sienna May. So, um, wow. I mean, she kind of really did. Well, she kind of had two things. She had, she had the appetizer and then the main course, I guess you could say. So she released merch 
that said like you know she's like a very body she was she was a very body positive influencer you know i think she helped a lot of people in that regard but she also got a lot of flack for it so she released merch that said um did you eat today which you know is like an affectionate and cute way to like be like checking in on your friends but you know when it's on like a 50 dollar gildan t-shirt um kind of kind of cringe and also like weird to commodify that um, I don't know what to say on that. I thought it was very weird, and I know a lot of other people thought it was very weird. Like, her heart was in the right place, I think, but... Girl. <laughs> um, and then also, um, the obvious, um, her being accused of essaying her friend. Um, so... Like, that'll do it. That's a horrific thing to do. Um, and, you know, a lot of... <laughs> what Shane Dawson did wasn't illegal. I mean, at least I don't think. Like, what he did to his cat might be illegal in some states. I don't know. But what CNMA did, definitely illegal. Um, de definitely a horrible, horrible thing to do. Uh, she said that she was, like, taking it through legal channels... When she got canceled, she very much was on the, like, the defense. She was saying how um, she doesn't want to comment on it because she is, like, talking to lawyers and all this stuff. Um, but I think her cancellation in the end, like, really, it, it, it was swift and... You know, she's, like, done. I, 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 I think, like, out of all the people we've mentioned and are going to mention today, like, she's, like, like done. She may... Do y'all remember... Oh! Oh! Do y'all remember the, like, weird apology dance video she made? Oh, that was insane. Wait, that was insane. That just unlocked from, like, the, the deep crevices of my brain. Oh, my God. She made a dance video where... She was, like, talking about cancel culture. And then, oh, my God, she just recently made a video to the Dominic Fike song called Cancel Me. And it was, like, it was, like, her, like, running me along the beach. And, like, filmed on, like, a, like, a 90s, like, like, VHS camera. And she's, like, I hope they cancel me. And it was so cringe. And I think where she really, like, took an L is she was she almost, like, played with her cancellation, which, you know, depending on what you do can work. Um, say you get canceled for something really silly. I don't know. Like, say... <laughs> Literally, when I was filming my most recent video and I was, like, I had this doll... And I was pretending to be a mom for 24 hours. I was like, oh my god, like, what if people cancel me for, like, beating up this, like, doll that looks like a baby? Like, is there, like, some moms out there that are gonna get mad? Like, if you did something like that and then say I got canceled and I, like, played with it, I was like, wah, wah, that's you because you're all babies. Like, that could be funny. But the way she was, like, so lighthearted about what she did was very distasteful. And um, clearly, people did not like it. Now, she hasn't really, like, tried to come back and, like, make content and, like, be active and stuff. So, I don't know 
if it would work or not, but I'm guessing that it wouldn't. I'm guessing that if she tried to like have a YouTube career or something after all that, I don't think it would work. I think she um I think she's kind of done. But the next few people we'll get into right after this quick break. <laughs> okay. We're back. Um next I want to talk about David Dobrik. So Okay. He was involved in a few things. Um most notably like he had a friend get injured while they were filming one of his videos. He like had him like I I can't remember what it was. He was like hanging on an excavator and David Dobrik was just like swinging him around and then he like fell or got hit or something and like like permanently damaged his eye um and got very injured. So and and you know, I think that was always like something that was going to happen. Like you like you'd watch David Dobrik videos and it was so much chaos that it was like someone's gonna get hurt at some point. Like the stunts they would do, mind you, it's entertaining, but like you'd always kind of wonder in the back of your mind, like, how safe is it? Like, how safe are the people in these videos? Um, and the next thing that he, um, you know, kind of did was he did a video where he has this friend, um, his YouTube name is like Dirty Dom or something, but um, he was filming a vlog and this Dirty Dom was kind of known as, like, the, like, promiscuous kind of character of the group. You know, he would, like, hook up with all these girls and stuff. But it came out that in one of the videos, um, when he was, like, hooking up with these girls, he literally essayed one of them. And I believe that whole, like, kind of, it, it became, like, a bit. And then they, like, put it in a video, which is, like, literally horrific. Because I remember watching <coughs> every single David Dobrik video and I think I watched that one and I was like oh my goodness and like didn't even realize that like behind the scenes like someone was getting essayed so like that's crazy that is so crazy um and I think it so the problem with this was you know David Dobrik it, it wasn't necessarily anything he said but it was more like the the biggest problem was like rooted in his content like and it's hard to like come back and start making videos again when like the problem was your content and like the the kind of attitude around it like the carelessness and stuff you like if you're David Dobrik you can't exactly come back and like make super sanitized um like not dangerous or anything videos because you know people are expecting thrills people are expecting all that but at the same time that is the reason why people are getting hurt and why people are getting um you know horrible things happen to them because of like the environments he's creating so he's back um i actually am very curious to see like i i watched like a few of his videos after he came back let me see, like, what his, like, views are at. I didn't do my research on David Dobrik. I'm sorry. Um, but there is a documentary coming out against him, like, pretty soon, made by Casey Neistat, um, kind of, like, like, showing what really happened. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I'm, like, very curious. Um, okay, so 
he actually hasn't posted in three months, but uh, posting like a few videos a month, 7 million views, 9 million views, 8 million views. Those are good views. Like obviously not what he used to be getting, which is kind of the, the trend here, but those are still good views. Um, and I remember like going into the comments of like his new videos and like there wouldn't be, and I don't know if it's just the way YouTube is, um, but there wouldn't be any comments talking about like what happened or like being like, I can't believe you're all watching this man. Like it wouldn't be anything like that. Um, and I, actually I think that's more kind of like YouTube's comments. Like YouTube, you don't really see negative comments anymore. It's very strange. It's, it's a certain type of comment that kind of raises to the top. Like uh, one comment I always see is like people like, like the template where it's like, can we just appreciate, um, and then like saying like some stuff to kind of like flatter the YouTuber and then like also bring on a bandwagon of likes. So you never really see people just like straight up confronting people in the YouTube comment section. Like those don't do that well. But, you know, he took a break from making videos and his content is very similar. It's more kind of like focused now on like collabing with people and like traveling and not so much on like stunts and like parties and stuff like that. So, you know, I think he like maybe learned, but who knows? I mean, he says he has like HR and all like all, all these like safeguards to make sure stuff like that doesn't happen again, but... Who, who knows? Next is a TikToker. Um, you might, you've definitely seen their videos. Might have, um, might know who they are, but um, their name is Only Jayus on TikTok. They, um, oh boy, oh boy. They have said some pretty like horrific horrific racial slurs um and then when it came time to like take accountability for it they would make videos just like lashing back at the people um that were mad at them and a lot of the time oh my god and they literally as one of their like things to like gain back support they were like, I'm going to, um, oh, what did they say? They were like, I, I want to feature like more black creators because that was the group that they hurt. And so they made all these promises to like feature black creators on their channel. And then it, it, it was, a, it was like weeks and that hadn't happened. And then some of these black creators that only JS had reached out to said that like they were like essentially ghosted and to this day like only js still kind of just plays with their cancellation and plays with like you know people um hating them and takes a very kind of lighthearted approach to it now lord the thing is they still get tons of views like i'd say just as much as they used to and this is where i really say that cancel culture doesn't work because when you're someone where your content especially on tiktok where it's showing it's like new audiences all the time and not youtube where like if you 
if you do something that really upsets like your core audience, you lose that audience and it's really hard to get a new one back. But TikTok, like it's constantly showing your videos to like new people all the time. And the type of videos they make um, is kind of like science videos, like fun facts, like things that like are applied to so, it's so broad. Like anyone can watch their videos and like um, find something interesting. So they never really... They, I think they lost some brand sponsorships, but like they're back now. Like they're doing brand deals left, right, and center. Um, and like I said, I'm not advocating for the cancellation of or against any of these people. That like that's for y'all to decide. Um, but I'm just kind of like stating the facts that like it didn't work on Only Jays. It did not work. They're like. I don't know what to tell you. I think the yeah, like the main reason comes down to, um, well, one they never took a break. That like they were just posting through the whole thing. They had like literally the whole internet hating them, and they're like, well, here's ten, here's ten fun facts about the U.S. military that you didn't know. So like, <laughs> um, they never really took a break, and also their content, what wasn't gonna take a hit. So there's that. Next up is tana mojo i have personal experience with this because you know one of the first earlier things that they got canceled for was TanaCon, which was i talked about this in my vidcon um bonus episode which is on spotify and like only audio platforms because they forgot to record the video <laughs> um <laughs> they forgot to record the video so uh you have to just only listen to the audio i'm so sorry but i talked about TanaCon, which was her convention that she made to rival vidcon because she wasn't invited or something like that i saw the horrors firsthand i saw people getting sunburns i saw like the riots that happened at this convention um and it very much, a lot of it was her fault. Um, a lot of it was her over-promising, under-planning things, hiring like an incompetent management team to organize this event. And people genuinely got hurt. People got hurt. People like got scammed and ripped off. I think she tried to like pay people back. And coincidentally, that became like a Shane Dawson documentary. It was like her trying to have this like redemption arc. But, you know, she has done lots of other things. She's kind of like one of the faces of being problematic. She um, has said the N-word, has, like, at one point defended her use of saying the N-word. More recently, I can't think of that many things that she did. I think she partied a lot during COVID, which people were mad about. But um, I don't know beyond that, really. But now, let's check, like, her YouTube. You know, she she was, like, mainly a YouTuber. Um, I think she, like, tried to make music at some point, potentially. Um, okay, we go to her YouTube channel. It's not bad. She has 6 million subscribers and gets around, like, a million views. Oh, okay, she doesn't post that much, like, every two months or so. And also, as everyone knows, she's, like, kind of notorious. Um, she's, like, very big on OnlyFans, too. And, you know, that kind of seems to be, like, a, a path that, you know, all, you know, honestly, all influencers can sometimes take, regardless of if they get canceled or not. But it's kind of, like, what you see at the end of, like, someone's 
influencer career is it's almost like a way to cash out. Like they just create an OnlyFans to, um, I guess, just like make as much money as they can off their like presence. And then, but it's like, it's kind of like once now this is just like speculation, but it's like kind of like once you make an OnlyFans, you don't see that many people just come back to YouTube or come back to TikTok and make the kind of content they did before. Um, I think it's very much something that people do as like a, a, a plan B or like a last case scenario type situation. Um, so I don't know if it's that Tana got canceled enough because her views are like still pretty good. Like I, I will say, um, and she's still like fairly relevant. She's like friends with like a bunch of like big influencer people. So, um, I don't know the the jury must decide on that. I I don't know if she, if you could like say or not that cancel culture worked on her. But anyways, next Logan Paul, as you'll know, went into the suicide force in Japan and just filmed a dead body, hit upload, and was like, "Whoa, there's a dead body behind me." It's seared in all our memories. I remember like literally being like a little grub just watching that video and be like, ah, a new Logan Paul video. And then just seeing a dead body. And I was like, huh, okay. So he, he, I put him on this list because he is someone that will not get canceled. He has one of the most successful podcasts ever. He did these boxing events that were huge. He wants to run for president, president of the United States, and like set out like a 10-year plan to do that. This man is not stopping. And, you know, he did, I really do think like he probably had a learning experience from the whole suicide force thing. I feel like he got canceled for some other things, but I can't remember. He said something um, kind of, it was either him or his friends on his podcast said something like insensitive or it was like racist towards Asians. Um, I believe it was like about um, like a K-pop idol or something recently. Um, I can't remember who it was though. That's going to drive me insane. Anyways. Um, but he's like doing fine, y'all. He's like genuinely doing fine. Um, he has, he really like pivoted his content from like little kids to like suddenly being, like, such a big podcast for, like, the Barstool Sports, like, 30-year-old men, like, demographic, which I think is very interesting how he managed to switch that. Because um, for a while, like, you'd think of, like, Logan Paul and Jake Paul, and you'd think, like, cringe, like, oh, don't worry. I, I, my alarm just went off because I woke up at 6 a.m. naturally, and my 8 a.m. alarm went off saying, wake up, Ben, and I was like, I've been awake and being busy. So those are those are all the examples that kind of like cover all the different types of cancellation that can happen, I guess. Um, but overall, I really don't think it, it is something that a lot of people fixate on um, that just really does not happen. Getting canceled is like, I feel like scary for two months and then you can just fully come back to your career for the most part. If your content doesn't change and if you like apologize and all that, 
people forget so fast. And a lot of these people are proof of that. Um, now, mind you, I feel like when you get canceled, it's always in the back of your mind. Like when I think of Logan Paul, I always kind of, it's like this, like this little itch in the back of my brain. Like they did something. What was it? Oh yeah, they did that. And then, so it's almost like every time you hear these names, your brain kind of goes on like a little loop and like thinks about what they did, how they apologized, if they apologized. Um, and then like, if you, and then you think if you like still want to support them now. So mind you, like Sienna May, I think about her name and I'm like, I have like a full body like cringe. Um, but with that being said, let me know your thoughts on cancel culture in the comments. Um, I'm very curious because, and I also feel like it's something that's kind of fading away. Uh, people don't talk about it as much because I think a lot of people are kind of like, unless it's someone that like genuinely deserves to be deplatformed, a lot of people just kind of like don't bother almost at this point um but anyways that this was has been a drama mama podcast episode but if you want me to um read your drama and give you some good advice please tweet me using the hashtag drama mama podcast on twitter and uh, at me at ben of the week and i will read it on probably the next episode next episode will probably be the next submitted episode or listener submitted episode so um, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for 4 million subscribers on YouTube on my main channel. Makes no damn sense. I, it, 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 you, you, like y'all actually blow my mind. Um, and thank you for 11 million on TikTok. Insane. I have yet to process that. So um, also, if y'all remember in like a previous episode, <laughs> I was talking about the crazy thing that I can't talk about and I don't know if it's happening. It's happening. So stay tuned for next weekend on my YouTube channel. That's all I'll say. I love you so much. Been of the week. It's Joe.